Thanks for joining us here on Pretty Spiritual, where we're attempting the unthinkable about how to navigate this messy, beautiful, imperfect life with spiritual tools, what, principles, and our own personal stories. So we're not experts. We're not religious. We're definitely silly. We're honest, real, and willing to share. So join us as we connect, bond, and grow together. Hello, welcome back. <laughs> hey Yay, guys. We're together again. Today we are going to talk about forgiveness. I chose this topic because I am struggling with forgiving a big story from my past, specifically how to forgive someone when it feels dangerous or impossible, mm. undesirable or unwise to loosen my idea of a wrong done to me. Forgiveness as a concept is very broad. There are endless philosophical and religious approaches to the topic, but just for today, for the sake of simplicity and my emotional sanity, I'm just going to boil down the idea of forgiveness to one basic concept, being willing to let go of a resentment against myself or another person. I can't find ease, and ultimately I suffer if I'm holding on to resentment. So as we talk about this, let's just make it clear that forgiveness doesn't have to mean renewed affection with an unhealthy person. We are certainly not advocating that or approval of bad behavior past or present. It just means letting go of resentment. Like how can we find that? For me, like what if pride, fear, even my sense of self, like this story I have, what if those stand in the way of forgiveness? How, how do we get to it? Is forgiveness divinely gifted? Can we will our way into it? (laughs) Are some things just unforgivable? Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to talk about what the practice of forgiveness means to each of us and then share the tools that we're working with to achieve this, let's be honest, lofty goal. So Ella, why don't you tell us about your experience of what forgiveness looks like in your life right now? Sure thing. You stated that forgiveness doesn't mean we you know, let people harm us. Um, and in, in Buddhism, there's this um, concept of wise discrimination, which means that when someone is harming us, wise discrimination is we leave, you know? So for me, forgiveness, I just want to um, say how much I appreciate that point, that forgiveness doesn't mean that we tolerate abuse. It means mm-hmm. that we take care of ourselves appropriately. And and for me, it has more to do with the state of my heart and what I'm carrying around, like what I'm bearing on my shoulders, mm-hmm. you know? So I had some, <laughs> had some recent experience with this. And I was, I was thinking about what, when I, when, if the solution is forgiveness, what's the hindrance? And for me, it's blame. So I'm blaming someone else or I'm blaming myself and it's a really sensible human strategy I think because for a lot of us it's like well something's wrong assign blame and then maybe you can figure out how to control it so it's like this pretty uh often traveled path I think in human brains it's like we're grasping always for a control or safety in a world that is not controllable the problem with that is it doesn't work and it like 
cuts us off from ourselves and from other people. So what happened for me this morning is walked into our living room. It was, I got up at like 5.30 this morning to get ready for work. The living room's kind of like all of the furniture was all moved around and I felt real, like I was just like walking into a storm of chaos. And I've been having a hard time with my body and blah, blah, blah. And so that inner feeling of chaos is pretty accessible to me at all points in time. And keeping my house clean is like my safeguard against chaos and destruction. Control. Overwhelm. Exactly. (laughs) So that's my strategy. So I came into the living room and my partner who's been really stressed out was stretching in here last night. (laughs) I was just like, that. He take care of his body. Exactly. And so I'm like, I'm the only one, you know, like all of this like dialogue Mm -hmm. starts happening, monologue in my head. When I hop on that train, I'm believing that if I like blame someone else or blame myself, I can manage and control this painful, unmanageable situation. The problem is that those, that strategy doesn't work. So I notice I'm blaming. And for me, that is, that's like the most important starting point for forgiveness. And when we get to the next section, I'll let you know how that all shook down this morning. How about you, Lindsay Pony? The shakedown. Oh, forgiveness. There's a lot of misconceptions about forgiveness, and I definitely didn't want to do anybody any favors (laughs) when I'm angry. Yeah. (laughs) That's a real difficult position that I don't want to be in. I want to be angry. I want to perpetuate that feeling of being powerful in my self-righteous anger. You know, that's the subconscious. The truth is, when I am in a state of unforgiveness... I am creating a lot more pain and a lot more hurt. I'm flaming those fires. There's just tons of people I didn't want to forgive in my life. I mean, it sounds horrible, but good old truth. Um, <laughs> truth in it. Sorry, I'm uh, making uh, making amends with the past, so some of it's going to sound bad. Here you go. I really didn't want to forgive my mother. I really didn't. And I was really, you know, I was justified and I was angry and I felt good. It mm-hmm. felt a lot more safe for me to live in the anger and not have to really comb through and look at what happened. So that's that's a big one, and that's certainly not something you really share at a party. So <laughs> <laughs> welcome, everyone. We're partying right now. Yeah. Partying so hard. <laughs> what was interesting is that until I was able to forgive that person, there was no space for me to grow or get better to Mm -hmm. heal. It's so worthwhile at this point now in my life, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to forgive everybody around me, no matter what happens, because I've recognized how that feeds the the fire, this resentment, this hate, this anger. It's not a place that I'm willing to be in anymore. But more currently, what's been happening for me is I'm recognizing that I'm not so quick to forgive myself. And there's many instances during the day where if I was just a little more forgiving with myself and a little more gentle, I could really just give myself a little bit of a break. I'm really interested in that right now. Mm. Forgiveness of self, that's really where my my heart is now. I was really confused with forgiveness because of unhelpful misconceptions regarding its true nature. I was so surprised to find out that forgiveness is an effective treatment of anger and a relief of hurt. What a notion. 
Forgiveness was the key to freedom. I would have never believed it. Forgiveness is a pattern ender. It ends cycles, it ends attachments, it ends old paradigms. And that's definitely been my experience with forgiveness. I love that. I love pattern ender. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Forgive everyone, forgive them fast, and then just send them love. It's like a superpower. Yeah. And it feels really gross and sticky and I don't want to. And that's especially when I just need to really send them love. Really. I appreciate your ladies' experience so much, whether it's the immediate moment of how to forgive someone just in the annoyance of daily life or these <laughs> deep relationships. Mm. My experience with forgiveness, this I chose this topic because it's confusing for me right now. Um, I'm walking through wor- working on trauma from the past. I shared about in our depression episode last week and it's confusing for me. It's not really clear. And I love knowing what things mean and how I feel and being able to have a neat bow tied around things. Mm-hmm. And when they are messy and stuff's everywhere, I get very uncomfortable. And so I picked this topic and then I said, that was a terrible idea. I want to change the topic. <laughs> but we were already into it. So I just had to sit with it and think, like, what does this really mean for me? In my day-to-day life, I don't struggle with forgiveness, simple kind of transgressions with other people. It feels easy to ebb and flow, especially with spiritual inventory tools. It helps me a lot with just kind of seeing what my part is and finding some ease. But a past abusive relationship has long occupied space inside of me. It was a very unhealthy relationship, and I was not emotionally, physically, or spiritually well at the time. And the other person, obviously, was also not very healthy (laughs) and eventually became abusive towards me. I really thought I had forgiven this person. You know, this was 15 years ago. That story of that part of my life feels and felt like it occupied a big part of my insides, like almost if I could picture myself and with all my little organs laid out, like this visual image of that story was like tucked in there, you know, Mm -hmm. behind my spleen and my organ. And it's like, making up the part of the structure of who I am today. As this work started to come up and this trauma from my past started to become unearthed and I realized like, oh, I still have some really big feelings about this relationship that I thought that I had just intellectually solved and dealt with. I realized a lot of my unresolved trauma was I didn't know how to forgive myself for staying in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And I really started to understand this concept that forgiveness of myself and of others, that they're currents in the same river. And I'm like, wow, if I can't forgive myself, Mm -hmm. I'm also, there's part of me that's not forgiving this other person, Mm -hmm. even though intellectually I think, solved, there's a bow on it, we put it up in the cupboard, it's good. (laughs) Um, So this idea just over the last year has been expanding and the idea started to come like, if this story of like me as this person who was a certain way in this relationship and also this other person was a certain way, like if all that isn't integral to like holding together my organs, then who am I and like what what takes up that space when that opens up? Which is kind of scary. What does it mean? Like it feels like maybe there'll be an emptiness there even. Hole in the donut. I'm obsessed with donuts. I'm sorry. I love a donut. It's like putting yourself through a strainer. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just like, it even feels that way, you know, and you're like pushing it all through the strainer and then there's just this mush that's left over and then it's like, but wait, now it's just mush. (laughs) But then you realize you can 
put yourself back together how you would like it to be ideally. Yeah. Is what how that helps me a lot when I'm having those big feelings. I tell myself that's how it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. How do I forgive me and this other person? Also, P.S. This person has never asked for forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> Nor do we have any kind of contact, which is good. I think that I have decided intellectually that I have forgiven someone, but then my nervous system and my body and my emotional experience has a whole different story. Mm-hmm. And then I have to have room for that when I have a lot of impatience instead. So I have some tools that I've been using mm-hmm. that have been helping me a lot. But first, let's hear from Lindsay. What oh. are some tools that you're using with forgiveness? Thank you, Annie. While you were just talking, I was thinking about just the misconceptions with forgiveness and what all of the, I I lived there for so long, just really confused about why I would be, this person's never asked, why would I be doing this person a favor? From my experience, we don't do this for the other person. Mm -hmm. We do it to free ourselves. So the real damage was the anger I held on to for so long. It didn't damage anyone else. It just damaged myself. The more I refused to not forgive others, the more I damaged and hurt myself. Today, I try to practice forgiving as soon as possible, not to inflict any unnecessary damage to myself. And I thought what I would do is I would dive into really quickly what forgiveness is not, just to help. Mm, I, this, I like that. This helped me a lot. So what forgiveness is not, condoning or excusing. It's not forgiveness. Mm. It's not accepting what happened. It's not forgetting what happened. It's not possessing positive feelings. <laughs> forgiveness is not balancing the scales, as in revenge. Mm. Too I, bad. <laughs> darn. I was so quick for revenge, by the way. <laughs> Went there a lot. When are we going to get that spiritual freebie? You know what I'm about? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Um, Forgiveness is not a quick fix. Forgiveness is a process that takes time, and then also progress may fluctuate. (laughs) This tool is kind of abstract and radical, so just bear with me. I'm so into it right now, and I'm so glad that we talked about this because in doing this, I am able to heal myself. It's called the unforgiveness hook. Mm. And it's a metaphor. So there's a hook. You're going to see like the big fishing hook. Mm -hmm. Okay. Being in unforgiveness is like being on a giant hook. Next to you on the hook is the person who has hurt you. The hook is extremely painful. Wherever you go, so does the hook and so does the offender. Mm -hmm. The only way you can get off the hook is if you allow the offender off first. The cost of not allowing the offender off the hook is perhaps a lifetime of unhappiness. Wow. Thanks, wow. Lindsay Pony. That, that That's an image. <laughs> it's there. It's Meaty. with us. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to dig into. Yes, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ella? What uh, tool are you working with right now? Yeah, I was talking about how when I want to move toward forgiveness, how first I'm seeing blame. And this morning I was blaming my partner. He left a furniture, blah, 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 whatever my story was that I said earlier. (laughs) 
The story is very important. I'm like, who even, <laughs> who even knows? But what, ha- like, hot on the hot on the tail of that blame was me blaming myself mm-hmm. for being resentful. I'm not supposed to feel that way. Mm. You know, getting stuck, blaming myself for something that's not going to be positive. Wanting to make myself let go of it. That's why I laughed before when I was like, can we, can we will ourselves out of? into forgiveness. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? For me, that does not line up with my experience. Always my dream. I'm like, <laughs> I know, seriously. Okay. So I'm noticing forgiveness starts there for me. It's like, I'm noticing that I really, I'm blaming myself and I'm finding fault with what's happening in my experience. What has been really helpful for me is to remind myself in those moments, like I was talking about before with control that like we think that if we condemn ourselves, that we'll be better able to control our behavior in the future. It's like, you know, like you're bad for binging on ice cream last night. And the more I use those self-harming thoughts, the actually the more stuck I get in whatever the behavior site or thinking cycle is. So I like to remind myself that we, I, I'm not going to be able to blame or shame myself into growing. That mm-hmm. the way that I grow past whatever attitudes or behaviors are really painful today is by starting first with this, just allowing them mm-hmm. to be there, allowing my own experience to be exactly what it is, which is like, Ooh, I don't like this, you know? And so for me, that was happening this morning and I started to look at um, what might be living underneath that anger, resentment, um, indignation, self-righteousness. And what I found was is like pretty typical. Usually it's, I'm afraid and I'm sad, you know, like pretty standard Ella feeling repertoire. (laughs) So I remembered that the other day I expressed this desire to my partner that he put the furniture back when he's done doing whatever he's doing. And um, I, I was thinking about that and I was thinking, oh, once I started digging into the fears and the the sadness, it was like, I'm afraid I'm invisible and I feel like I don't matter. That's a really tender part of myself and I can see how that needs soothing and attention in the moment. And so I'm seeing that tenderness and again, it's like I, when I'm choosing the blame strategy over the forgiveness strategy, what's usually happening is that I'm trying to protect myself. I'm trying to control myself out of being hurt. And it just doesn't work that way. So as soon as I'm seeing my own needs, then I can advocate for myself or ask for what I need from whoever it is. And my experience has been that once I ask for a need to be met, almost regardless of what the other person does with that information, because it's his or her choice, whether whether to do something about that. But once I'm able to take responsibility for the need I have and address it, I don't feel like a victim anymore. And then the resentment or the blame or whatever kind of hardening I have against this other person can start to soften. And so that's what was happening this morning. And once I'm able to soften, I can see a lot more of the picture where like if I'm blaming, I get really myopic and focused on like, 
you know, like I put intentionality onto another person's actions without taking into account the fullness of the situation. So once I'm able to feel compassion for someone by, you know, like taking myself out of the victim position, it's like, oh, this person has a lot going on. Probably wasn't personal. It's probably not about me, you know, and like that frees me a lot from the hook that Lindsay was talking about. So I like how the topic is forgiveness. I just talked about blame the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) They go hand in hand. Homies. (laughs) He's in a pod. Wow. Those are great tools, ladies. I loved hearing what forgiveness is not. It's really helpful to have that clarified. Seriously. Ella, I really appreciated what you were saying about kind of second arrow of when you're frustrated or mad then the punishing of yourself for not for being upset about something and how hmm. that just kind of perpetuates mm-hmm. the cycle and in this doing this work around forgiveness of the past a lot of it when i was sharing about this story taking up space in my body it's not anger at the other person it really I realize is so much anger at myself mm-hmm. and anger that um, I feel as though somehow I'd like let this person have power over me or that I am even still kind of scared of this person yeah. and that that makes me mad. And that just how much there's not, um, there's no space for healing when I'm kind of managing all this stuff. So the tool that I have for forgiveness is a healing meditation. And I learned this from my... <laughs> Everybody take a breathing. <laughs> Woo! We just had a cry break. So, so important. important. <laughs> Necessary. Still what like these them. girls just shared with me is that a caterpillar, right before it transitions into a butterfly, turns into full-on goo puddle. And I really like that because I've always known about the caterpillar turning into the butterfly, but I didn't know about the utter meltdown before (laughs) the bloom. (laughs) That's right. That's so helpful because Mm -hmm. I was sharing with them off off of recording that it made me feel really uncomfortable and vulnerable to share this stuff of like, oh, I don't want this person ever to know that I was scared of them. You know, I'm like, I just want to control stuff and... uh, And they were being really nice to me. (laughs) So the tool that I have to share about forgiveness is a healing meditation. I learned it from my somatic therapist. She taught it to me as we've been working through this stuff over the last year. And Ella's always talking about Instagram puppies. So picture, if you will, an Instagram (laughs) puppy. And it's in this pile of leaves and it's so freaking cute. But then you get closer and it starts to like snarl and try to attack your ankles. And you're like, actually, I really hate this puppy. (laughs) And then as you get closer, you see that under the leaves, its leg is like caught in an animal trap and it's Mm -hmm. all bloody and it's cut up and it's in a lot of pain and it's suffering. And so she had me practice sitting with like the compassion that I can feel for this suffering animal. And then, of course, classic, classic healing tricks. She made me do the turnaround, and then she had me picture myself as this puppy, sweet animal, whatever it may be, but with my leg caught in this trap. Mm. And um, and so envisioning the trap that at that time for me was like alcohol and codependence and really, really low self-esteem. Mm. And just... Uh, could I have compassion for this like version of myself who was really um, doing the best that they could with 
So then I get to practice this compassion and just sit with this love of the person I am now, which is um, I'm much more grounded. I'm stable. Like I take such good care of myself and I take care of the people around me. And so like putting this love towards this kind of um, injured or like trapped past version of myself and just could I be compassionate and loving towards this person and just be like, wow, that's a human who's suffering and doing the best that they could. So I sat with that meditation for a while and just like develop compassion. And then don't you know it, we got to do another turnaround. But this time it was the person I was in a relationship was the one in the trap. So it's like, this person's not a monster, you know, and they're not um, inherently bad, but they too have their, their things that are trapping them and that are causing them to snarl and bite and lash out and like, can I just um, can I just have compassion for this person who's also a human who is suffering and just sit with that meditation of like sending as me as a whole person, not the person that I was who was had really kind of broken tools, but like this whole person that I am today, and send love to this person who's suffering, you know. And it was so helpful and it was really uncomfortable. And I practiced it like over a couple months and honestly talking about it right now, I'm like, I need to practice this this meditation again because I I was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> I'm done with this tool now. <laughs> and it's really, really helpful. So that's the main tool for this like deep forgiveness. And just one little mini tool I want to throw in here. I just got back from Nashville and I met this gentleman and he shared this awesome forgiveness tool with me. And it's when you're frustrated with someone or in whatever situation you're in, you can breathe in love and then breathe out their name. And you breathe in love and you breathe out their name. And if you have a higher power, you can breathe in your higher power and you can breathe out that person's name. And you can do it for people that you like, for people you love. You can do it for people that really make you angry. You can do it for traffic. You can do it for politics. And it was so sweet. We just kind of did this mini meditation together and you can take it anywhere and it's really, really, really soothing just this kind of, okay, I'll breathe in this love. I'll breathe in this higher power. And I breathe out Ella and I breathe out Lindsay and I breathe out myself. And so if you're caught in a feeling of I'm not able to forgive something, maybe you can just try that tool out for size. Just try stuff. That's so sweet. So that was really fun doing lots of crying today into the microphone. (laughs) It's okay that it, it, it wasn't fun. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be fun, and it doesn't have to be fine, and all of this can be here. Thanks, Pony. It's really important to honor what is here. And I just wanted to say that forgiveness is not a quick fix. It is a process that takes time, and that progress may fluctuate. But we have tools here. We can go back again, and we can try it all again and free ourselves. Or at least have some attempts. Maybe. Yeah. We would love to hear what you all are doing with forgiveness, and what you're stuck on, what's working for you. Email us at prettyspiritualpodcast at gmail.com or visit us on Instagram. We would love to connect with you. We sure would. And 
This has been so great that I thought that we'd really just spike the scales and next week, <laughs> what let's it? rev it up so many notches. <laughs> we are stressed. We're going to talk about stress. We're going to get stressed. We're going to get stressed thinking Topical. about stress. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be so stressed out writing about stress. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. going to keep the stress ball stressing the ball. Stress <laughs> that ball. I don't even know what that means, but I'm like, yeah, it sounds it's, good. It, it's Sounds appropriate. All, that's what's happening next week. We can't wait. Bye. Till then. Love you so much. Bye.